Thank you again for listening to our podcast today. Thank you so much for your support. We worship on Sunday at 10 a.m. here at St. John's Lutheran Church in the heart of downtown Martinsburg, West Virginia. Know that you're always welcome to our table and to our worship. God bless. And we hope you enjoy today's message. Martin Luther once said, For whenever a good Christian prays, Dear Father, your will be done. God replies from above, Yes, dear child, it shall be done. Indeed, in spite of the devil and the entire world. My brothers, when we approach the subject of prayer, specifically the Lord's Prayer, we should should view it in this way, that our Father in Heaven wishes to provide for all we need, despite the devil and all the forces that work against us. Our Father in Heaven. Some find great solace in those, those words. Our Father who art in heaven. Myself in particular, because when I think of God, images of my dad and mom instantly appear in my mind. I have great parents, but not everyone has had such wonderful parents. Images of God as a loving Father may be foreign to some, but that clearly wasn't the case for Jesus, who understood God as being like a father as resembling his father, Joseph. Luther, who didn't necessarily have a great relationship with his father, nonetheless could envision God to be like a father because that was what he strived to do in his own life with his own children. He strived to have a relationship with his children, to listen to them and give them an egg when they asked for an egg and not a scorpion. In some ways, you can make the argument that Luther is a bit careless in his theology of prayer. It sounds like, it sounds like all you've got to do is pray really hard and God will answer your prayer. Well, what happens when you don't get what you prayed for? Lord knows I have prayed many times, hit that lottery, many, many times over. And yet here I am, a, a humble, not rich servant of the church. But what about all those times I prayed for someone to get better and they didn't? Did I not pray hard enough for God to hear me? Luther's been accused of touting bad theology, but just remember, Luther lost a child. Luther knows what it means to not have one's prayers answered. We should never be so quick to judge and say that Luther's prayer theology is devoid of theodicy. But why do things bad, bad things happen? Because it's not. Luther, rather, uses prayer as a lifeline to our Father in Heaven for when the unthinkable might happen. Like when a friend arrives late at night and you have nothing to share with them. What do you do? You can't let your friend's reputation be ruined because you don't want to get out of bed. Or can you? You know, 21st century hearers of this parable gawk at the idea of getting up in the middle of the night to save one's honor. A couple, I think it was a couple months ago, maybe weeks ago, it's, they all seem to blend together anymore. We left the van, the door on our van, side door on our van, wide open all night. No one took anything out of it, it was amazing. But at 4 a.m., the, the wonderful police officer in Charlestown was driving through our neighborhood and saw it and decided that it looked a little strange and knocked on our door to tell us it was open. However, at 4 a.m., I was not expecting a police officer to show up at my door. I was expecting some kid playing a joke on me and my wife. In hindsight, answering the door with a baseball bat was probably not the best decision, but thankfully, the police officer was cool, and everything went, was fine after that. 
In our day and time, waking up to help someone in need is not a necessity. Even for a friend, there are boundaries that we have placed to keep them from knocking on our doors at 2 a.m. at midnight, looking for bread, looking for food. But in the society of Jesus, this kind of hospitality was not only common, but it was expected. If someone knocked on your door, you help them, especially if they are your friend. And you would never risk bringing shame or dishonor to their name. The bread that this man is requesting of his friend would have been baked in the communal ovens. Everyone shared in the food, meaning that bread, the bread that one had in their house, was not just your loaf or his loaf, but it was the community's loaf. One of the commentaries I read this week wondered where Jesus came up with this parable. And speculated that Jesus saw this happen when he was young. When someone knocked on their door, on his door in the middle of the night, looking for bread. And Joseph and Mary quickly got up to help the friend in need. Jesus saw this hospitality firsthand. He knows the common response out of anyone in the crowd would be to get up. Ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. It sounds so nice and simple, right? Sounds like something you can cross-stitch onto a pillow. But what does that verse really mean? You know, last night I was putting my son to bed, and this should tell you when I actually wrote this sermon. And we have a routine. We, we read three stories, his choice. We then say the Lord's Prayer. We talk about our day. We talk about what we're going to do tomorrow. And then I always say the world is a better place because you're in it. And after that... It takes about 20 minutes to get through all that. He's ready to fall asleep. Last night, though, he didn't want to pray. He wanted to sing Old MacDonald Hut Farm. <laughs> Can't blame him. It's a good song. He wanted to tell me about trains. He wanted me to read him another story. He wanted to do anything but pray. I put my foot down. I said, no, it's time to pray. Now make the sign of the cross. And of course... He's refusing because he doesn't want to do anything involving prayer. So I take his hand and I, and I trace the cross on him. And I say, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. And I start to say the Lord's Prayer. And he doesn't want to join in. But eventually he does. And when we got to the end, he emphatically said, Amen. And to make him the sign of the cross, I told him that it was very important that we talk to God every night. That God wants to hear about our day. That God wants to know what is bothering us. God wants to know what makes us happy. What we want. What we, what we need. In many ways, I see the verse, asking to be given to you, search and you will find, knock and the door will be open for you. As more of a desire on God's part. To want to know what is going on in your life. Just like my parents want me to tell them what is going on in my life. What I need to have happen in my life to be happy or simply be able to function. God wants to know the same thing about us, about you. But God wants to hear it directly from your mouth. And Jesus gives us a prayer to make this happen. But if we only rely on this prayer, think about all that God is missing out in your life. I want you all to say the Lord's Prayer. I want you all to say it every day, every time, every minute even. But I want you also to tell God about the things you are worried about and about the things you are excited about. Do not hold any of it back. Prayer is not an ATM machine. Prayer is a phone line to our Father in Heaven. And our Father, this Father, this Parent, will not allow you to face your difficulties alone. 
we should pray for ourselves because if we don't, the devil will do so on our behalf. And what is the devil going to say about us? About you? All the lies and hateful things that the devil has said about you. Is that what you want God to hear? God wants honesty. God wants you. God wants to know you. God's job isn't to make you happy, rich, and famous. God wants to know about the problems at your work. God wants to know about your kids not doing well in school, about the test you did really well on or the test that you bombed, or about the goal you made in soccer, or about the goal you missed, about that new promotion you got to work, or maybe that promotion that was, you were passed over. God wants to know about what you are afraid of. God wants to know about those who are sick around you. God wants you to pray even in hopeless situations because God wants to be with you and give you what you need to be in a relationship with you. God's very self. God wants you to lament and express your needs and concerns, not because God is unaware of them, but in order that you may kindle in your heart stronger and greater desires and open and spread your apron wide to receive many, the many things. Are you silent in your prayer life because you have lost faith in God to listen to your prayers? Are you here in this place to pray or simply out of an obligation to yourself or someone else? Prayer is one of the most important things we do as Christians. And it should not only be done in moments of sheer terror or pain, but at the beginning and close of each day. If we believe that God is alive and active, why is it so difficult to make ample time to earnestly beseech God and wait for guidance from God? If we believe that God is listening and ready to respond to our prayer, then why do we not place a high priority on prayer? Above all else, my brothers and sisters, pray. Give thanks to God for all that you have received. Pray for those things that weigh heavy on your heart. Pray for the Holy Spirit to live, move, and breathe in your life, in our church, and in our world. Pray so hard that you do as Luther once said. You tug on the ear of God, as a mom does on her children. Demand God hear you, and be steadfast and faithful to your baptismal promises. Pray and trust that you will be heard by God, and God will answer your prayers, because our Father loves you, and our Father wants to be with you.